What's good, everybody? I'm your host, Austin Willis, and we're back with another episode of the What's Good podcast. Today, you know, I just want to hop into it. I've been asked a few times um, how my own personal creative journey had started um, and what advice I have for people along their journey. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of dive into that, give perspective of where I've came from and the transitions I've made, um, lessons I've learned along the way, and hopefully some of those lessons can help you. If not, um, let's conversate, let's talk, and let's help each other build, um, share knowledge, because um, each one teach one, you know? The more we can share knowledge with each other, the more we can all grow, the more we can hope to progress in our own careers, but also just our lives as individual humans. Um, so yeah, let's hop into it and let's get started today. Um, a little bit about myself, I'm originally from um, Hayward, California, um, but I kind of moved around all over the place. Uh, my family wasn't necessarily the most creative bunch, but my creativity definitely came um, from my grandmother. Um, she was a woodworker, she always made cabinetry, um, she used to sew all the time, so every year she used to sew with new um, quilts and stuff, and I still have her quilts to this day, and they're some of the best blankets I've ever had, um, so I'm very thankful for that, but she always pushed me to create with my hands. Um, my parents always supported me to the best of their ability and always encouraged me to pursue my creative um, passions. Early on, I used to draw all the time as a kid. Um, I've always been heavily into anime. Early on, I used to stay up late to watch Toonami on Cartoon Network, shout out to Toonami. Uh, and then watch shows like Inuyasha um, or Yu Hakusho. I used to take, um, record it on the, the VHS and stuff and would pause it and try to draw the characters. Um, from scale um, and I used to do it all the time and my, my parents always encouraged me to keep on drawing and possibly um, pursue art as a career but you know as a kid and as a teenager you're like ah, you don't know what you're talking about like I'm just doing this like it's not gonna get like it's just it's just fun you know it's just fun and I don't have any desire or any thought of it being a career so I just used to just do what I needed to do and I, I enjoyed doing it um, and then I kind of just you know I fell off a little bit with with art and creativity once I got to high school, um, kind of like late middle school, early high school, like sports was my life, you know? Um, I ran track and field and that was what I thought I was gonna do. It's like my whole goal was to get through college, running track and field, earn a scholarship. Um, so that kind of took over my life and didn't really focus on art too much. I still dabbled a little bit. Like I took a graphic design um, class in in high school and I took my art elective and everything and it still always had passion for it but it wasn't necessarily a drive for it um, per se and then my going into my sophomore year of college um, running I was running track trying to earn a scholarship through a JC that I was running at um, San Joaquin Delta College and I injured my lower back um, and then it was kind of a real depressive time for me and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what the next step was um, as I was healing um, from the injury and trying to figure out what was the next step for me in terms of college and what um, degree I was gonna pursue at the time I was studying kinesiology, which I'm horrible at science. I failed three times, anatomy three times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a real kind of dark period for me in terms of like not knowing what it was you know I feel like I devoted so much time to track and field that that was my life and that was kind of all I had passion for at the time 
Um, and luckily, my best friend, Rajai, um, was starting a clothing line. He was starting a clothing line called Devoting Time for Success, or DTFS for short. And because I had some background knowledge in graphic design and whatnot, he was like, yo, like, um, why don't you help me out? Like, why don't you like help me design one I was like, yeah, sure, like, why not? Like, I got the knowledge, like, I've, I have a little bit of skill in it, like, let's, let's do it. Like, let's, let, let me help you how I can. Um, and it, it helped me take my mind off of things. And so I started dabbling in graphic design more, um, especially digital illustration. Um, so I was helping with his clothing brand, and then I started diving down the realm of digital illustration. And when I, and I was having a lot of fun with it, I was, I was just drawing myself, I was drawing friends, I was just drawing like old cartoon characters and kind of my style um, in this like abstract form of, of like cartoons that I grew up with, like Cat Dog, um, you know, Hey Arnold, just cartoons I grew up with and then also just draw, like making other people in this art style that I was kind of um, dabbling in and it was really fun and then next thing you know people started reaching out to me and I was like yeah like I'll do it for like $25 I'll do it for $50 and I started making money at it and that felt so good I was like whoa like okay I'm enjoying this I can make money at this like okay let me take this serious and that's that's kind of where it all started so this is probably like 2014 yeah so 2014 is kind of like the start of like my true creative journey I feel like that's when I like was really like okay like let me take this serious um so yeah I was blessed to work with a lot of amazing local artists within um the bay area from music artists I was doing a lot of graphic um design in terms of like album covers and digital illustrations um for people and that was that was amazing and I didn't necessarily know what the, the end goal was I was just like I'm having fun I'm making money um I had a, a really started building a really good creative community started going out to events and whatnot um and it was great and that was so exciting for me and it it took my mind off of um track and what I was going through with the injury and in this process I was like okay like this is what I want to be doing I want to create full-time and I want to make this my career so I decided to transfer to the Academy of Art of San Francisco um, and pursue art um, at first I went into illustration because I was having a lot of fun with digital illustration I was like okay this is the route I'm gonna take I can build a career in illustration I don't really know how but I'm gonna build that career so I, I went into it but it, I also went into it with the glass 90% full because I had like this set idea of like what I wanted to do like I knew I wanted to do digital illustration and when you enroll in school you got to take all these fundamental classes and whatnot um, so I was taking like charcoal classes and figure drawing and, and form matter um, but I wasn't interested in it and I didn't understand the importance of how that was going to help me later on down the road but I was like I'm just trying to do the digital classes like I'm trying to do digital art like this is what I'm having fun with this is what I want to learn like I want to learn the animation I want to learn how to really understand this but I didn't understand the importance of that so with that I was getting frustrated I was I wasn't interested so I was like okay like I'm already paying for this school like my parents pulled out money so I could pay for school essentially to go to school and gain this education and the time I was still like okay like I have to finish school like the degree is the the path i need to get a really good job in art and also like i wanted to make my parents proud like i wanted to be the first one in my family to graduate with a like a bachelor's and whatnot so i was like okay like i gotta do this for them too like so i switched my major to graphic design 
and that's definitely like the the point where it's like all right i like i my ideas of what i want to do with my art is completely different um i didn't agree with how at least the art academy i don't know about all art schools but i will say the art academy i didn't agree with their method of teaching um when it was graphic design it was very much like this is how you need to create this is what you're creating for like it's your job just to create for these businesses and you don't really have a say in your your creative voice with that and in my brain i was like no <laughs> that's not how this is gonna work so i mean i stopped going to classes or i like i would show up like once or twice a week and i would like I like at the time I couldn't I didn't really have the money to afford all the materials so like I didn't have materials I needed for some of the projects I'm like I can't do this like I was like I'm better off putting this money that I'm putting in school that I can't even fully invest into because I'm not mentally invested or and I don't have the the overall funds to provide what these classes are requiring because some of these classes like the list of materials it's like yo like there's no way I have money for this so i made the decision to drop out and definitely wasn't really perceived well from my parents like it was like pulled all this money out for you like what are you gonna do now and i was like well i'll get a job and i'll work and i'm gonna do this art thing like i don't i don't know where it's gonna take me but i'm gonna do it um so yes i dropped out found a job um was working and yeah i was just making art to the best I can, I was doing album covers, like I was saying, I was just trying to get better and learn the best of my abilities. I was asking friends, I was asking um, other people I knew that were in, within my community that did graphic design, I was just trying to soak up knowledge. And at the time, it was good, I was making, I was making a good chunk of change. It wasn't nothing crazy, but for a 19, 20 year old, it's like, I was great, like, I'm making money. Like I can, I can buy shoes, I can buy clothes, I can buy my food, like I don't need the, nothing. Um, but yeah, a lot of my friends were creative in another field. Like a lot of my friends did photographers or music production. And at first I wanted to dabble in music just cause I was around and like, you know, everyone likes music, but music was a foreign language to me. Like I've always been a very visual and kinesthetic learner. So the visual art really came very easy to me. Not, I won't say easy, but it came natural to me. It came very natural. So I started with graphic design and then, but I was always out and about with friends. I had a lot of friends that were doing photography. The homie chose back home, uh, Goose, Matt, Matt Lee is another graphic designer, really talented illustrator as well. Um, so we, we had a lot of friends that were just photographers and I was like, okay, these are, these guys are doing dope stuff. Like they're able to create on the go. And I was like, I want to do that. Cause as a graphic designer or a digital illustrator, like you're on a, behind a computer. So it's like, if you're not at home, when you're out and about, you're just kind of like hanging out with the homies and you're seeing them create this dope stuff and you're helping create it. Their vision is like, well, I wanna do this too. So at the time, you know, I started shooting on my iPhone and then I started, luckily my uh, my best friend, Rajai, had bought a digital camera, started shooting with his and I was shooting my, with my homies when they weren't using it. And I kind of fell in love with photography and that was like the first, like, I won't say first, but that was like the, the first transition of my art career it was just like okay this is fun i can create wherever and i really fell in love with portraiture because just the the ability to connect with other people and and document that and there was such a feeling with it when you took someone's like photo and you felt good about it and they felt good about it and just seeing that expression or their their happiness in their face i fell in love with that feeling and i wanted to chase it 
So I stuck with photography and then I was just just doing portraiture, just shooting friends, nothing really serious, no active projects and whatnot. And I would say in 2015, right before I moved to New York, I started shooting a project called The Beautiful, um, what was it called? I don't remember what it was called now. What was it called? I'm gonna have to go back and I'll, I'll post a link or something. But pretty much I was just documenting um, women of color and their, their natural hair. Um, I've, I've seen natural hair as a very beautiful thing. And I just wanted to document. There were so many different styles, you know, and that, that gave so much life to who these women were, how they expressed themselves or how they wore their hair. And I just wanted to show that this was beautiful no matter the skin tone, no matter the hair texture, like it was whatever. I just wanted to show the beauty of women. So I created a project and it blew up it blew up on tumblr and then afropunk reached out to me and like wanted to do a feature and i was like i was with it and at the time like i had seen and heard about afropunk but it, i was you know being a west coast kid it was like okay i've never been to new york i've never been there like and when they reached out i was like okay this is an opportunity like shit like let's just ask for an all access so the contact i had in the email like i just was like hey like what are the chances like i could get an all access like I would, if I would love to come out and like shoot the event, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Like if I get a no, I get a no. And they got back to me and they're like, yeah, like we'll give you all access passes. And I was like, word, all right, let's do this. So I booked a ticket and I had no real intentions. Like I was going to New York for the, um, going to New York for the first time in the summertime. I had been one other time. So I went, went in the summertime and I was like, cool, I'm going to be Afropunk. Like I knew it was such a big event and I was going to meet so many people that I had followed and had the opportunity just to talk and connect with these people. And it was an amazing time. And New York in the summertime is just special. If you've ever been, if you've never been, like check it out. Like New York in the, in, uh, in the summer is definitely very special. And it really just drew me in and I, I fell in love. And, um, documenting Afropunk, meeting all these beautiful people, why I'm here, I'm creating with other people, I'm going to all these like parties and stuff. And I was like, yo, this is amazing. Like this is, in my heart, I just felt, I was like, this is where I need to be to like take that next step. And at the time, mind you, it was like, I was only coming for like five days. And um, I had met the homie Soup through some other people that I knew mutually online and whatnot. And he was, we were just talking one day. He's like, yeah, he's like, if you ever like are trying to do it, are you serious? Like, he's like, you can, you can crash with me till you get on your feet and whatnot. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll keep that in mind, but didn't really take it nothing serious. And then like the day before I was supposed to leave, I was just like, man, I wonder if he's serious. So I reached out and I was like, yo, like, what's good, bro? Like, we're just thinking about our talk. Like, are you serious? Like, could I stay with you if I want to say, he's like, yeah, like, let's do it. And I was like, in my head, I was like, all right, like, let's take this leap and it's like had $300 to my name no plans like all I knew is like I had a homie that was letting me stay with him in my heart I was like okay this is where I gotta go to progress my creative career so I was like all right let's do this I'm like I remember mom, my mom reaching out like hey like what time are you landing tomorrow and I was like so actually I'm not coming home like I'm just gonna stay here and I just need you to ship me a few things and she's kind of sure she went off on me like she was very upset very obviously mad she's a mother you know she cares and she's like what are you gonna do and I was like I don't know I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna figure it out and shout out to my mom because she held me down 
a number of times through that. And it probably wasn't the easiest for her, especially being her firstborn child. Like I'm sure my mom still to this day is thinks I'm crazy for it. But you know, she supported me how she could. And it wasn't always, I'm always, you know, I always got an earful with certain things, but I'm so thankful that she just ex accepted it and uh, supported me in the way that she could, because not all parents would do that. And I'm, you know, I, I reflect on that now as I've got older and I'm so thankful for that, you know? Um, so yeah, fast forward, we're in New York living with the homie soup for like four months, trying to get out, get my bearings. Like I got a job like a week after this whole, all went down. Like I got a job at Best Buy. Like I was just like, I just need a job. I need to make some money. The goal was to get an apartment in some time frame. Luckily it happened to be by New Year's, which was great. Great way to start New Year's. My first apartment in New York felt great. Little hole in the wall in a, in a basement, but hey, it was mine. I did it. Um, shout out to my brother for helping me along that way. You know, he held it down, helped made sure I could get that by letting me hold some money so yeah it's just like you know I had a dream and I just wanted to chase it and photography was something special to me at the time I was getting opportunities to shoot fashion week I was creating my own personal projects just from shooting people um, I was finally like doing a little bit more studio work which was amazing like studio for me was like amazing because it's like studio photography it's like I had control of everything like from the lighting I can make a set like we could actually style up the model like it was just like studio work was like amazing for me and I was like okay like I'm I can build a career in this and I started booking booking just clients to shoot booking people to do portraiture like I was doing my own project like I had started a project called the beautiful abstraction which was like a mixed media project with photography and like photo manipulation graphic design and that was being received well and then i had opportunities to where like i showed at the bombay artisan series back in san francisco um a gallery back home called betty ono gallery in downtown oakland they had a few of my pieces in a group show um so that was amazing and i was i was and that was for me when i realized it's like okay i want to do fine art and so it's like i really wanted to focus on fine art photography and making something different challenging myself creatively challenging the way people seen my photography and really just going after that um so i really focused on that and with within that like i was still shooting fashion i was still shooting portraiture just because i loved it i loved connecting with people um so i was shooting that but fine art photography was like the route i was like yeah this is this is what i need to be doing um so i was really pursuing that and you know i had the opportunity to um, um, participate in the New York um, portfolio review, which was amazing. Like not a lot of people get selected for that. So that was a, a highlight along this journey and just getting feedback from professionals in the field. But that was hard for me too, because I wanted to do fine art photography, but most of the people on like the review panel and whatnot were coming from like fashion backgrounds or documentary photography, but no one was really like in the fine like the super abstract like everyone's going right and i was going way left with my photography like i was trying to do some really like just oddball abstract fine art photography so the review was hard because people some of the viewers are like oh like you have really solid portraiture 
but they didn't really have feedback for like what I wanted like feedback on. And I was like, yeah, this is like, this is my passion project, this is what I'm doing. And it was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's really cool. And luckily I had a reviewer um, that really just gave me advice on art, you know, and just telling me like, hey, like if this is what you believe in, like keep on pursuing. Actually, who was that? Was it Elliot? I think it was Elliot. Um, Elliot Brown, another fine art photographer who's killing it right now. Um, but yeah, he just he kept it real. He's like, hey, like if this is what you want to do, like keep on pursuing it, keep on following your gut, keep on trusting yourself just to create. Um, and I was just like, yeah, like you're right. And I was so thankful for that because it's like, even though it wasn't the most like critical feedback I needed, it's what I needed to hear. Um, but with all this came struggles as well. Like I was saying this, you know, the, the creative journey is never the easiest because there's so much to learn. There's so much anxiety that comes with it. There's so much pressure you put on yourself to create what's in your head, but it doesn't always come out the way you want it. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'm still going to do this. Let's, let's keep on pushing. But I got to this point where I was like, I knew I wanted to make fine art, but I was like, how do I take it to that next step? So I started trying to print work and then actually painting on it and trying to manipulate it that way or cut it up and collage it to the way I was making it in the computers. Um, but I was also dealing with my first year in New York and dealing with depression and what goes on with that and my like not having the financial situation I wanted or not being in the home I wanted to like missing my family because I moved to New York with no family and luckily I have some like a really close group of a few friends but it wasn't the same like I didn't have no one so it's like I remember I went back home for like like a month or so just to reset because I needed a breather and then I came back and you got on the road and none of this is in order well it's kind of in order but it's kind of mixed up but anyways this is just like the plot of that time frame like the first two years in New York we'll say that the first two years in New York this is kind of like what's just going on and with with all this going on I was like fine art is what spoke to me and I was just like I need to take that next step and then came Europe <laughs> so my first apartment that I moved into my lease was up and I was like I got my passport finally I wanted to travel so once again in typical Austin fashion I was like all right I'm gonna go travel for three months no plans no real set money once again like $400 to my name but I knew I had like a check coming in and then I would have got like my deposit back from my apartment. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. Let's go. So I booked a ticket to Portugal and then I booked the return ticket. Apartment lease was up, so I was out. And traveling changed my life. You know, if you never, if you haven't been abroad, like I highly encourage, like put off that next pair of shoes you want and just buy your passport. It's 140 bucks, buy your passport. Traveling changed my life because it introduced me to so much culture, so much beautiful artwork, like the museums and everything are amazing, like, but also just connecting with people around the world, like not even from a cultural standpoint, but just seeing how no matter where you go, like people are trying to do the same thing in a sense of no matter where you go, people are following their passion in some way. And like, that is so amazing. It's like, wow. Yeah, you're you're chasing your photography career. Oh, you're doing painting. This is dope. I can go anywhere. People are chasing their dreams. It's amazing. And like, you meet a lot of like-minded people. I have a lot of great friends in London now. Shout out to the homie Louie, Hannah Faith, who is my favorite DJ among all DJs. I think she's dope. 
um, met a lot of dope people. Um, and I'm so thankful for that opportunity. I spent my birthday in London for the first Afropunk in London, which was incredible. Um, so that changed my life, but also it set something deep inside me because I was, I took my camera with me and I had the desire. I was like, you know, I'm going to document all this. I'm going to meet all these people. I'm going to create these projects. I'm going to continue this project. But I wasn't even shooting that much when I was traveling. Like I was so in the moment with traveling. Like I went to raves. I definitely experimented with some drugs. Don't recommend it, but it was great for me at the time. And yeah, it just changed everything for me. And I was so thankful for that. And going to all these museums and seeing these, these master crafts from like Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, seeing the Mona Lisa for the first time, seeing sculptures, popping into random galleries that you don't even know how to say because it's in a different language and just seeing these works is like something triggering inside me. I was like, I need to get back to making stuff with my hands. <laughs> I needed that tangible essence back. Like I had got to a place with photography where I wasn't fulfilled anymore. Like I realized that I wasn't fulfilled. I was tired of booking clients that I didn't necessarily want to shoot fashions for. I didn't want to shoot portraits for money. Like I just got tired of chasing money to create. Like it felt like a job. And you know, even with my career now, at some point it's gonna feel like a job, but I think I have a better balance and understanding of how I want to pursue that at least for the time being. Um, but with this, like I said, I wanted to get back to making stuff tangible with my hands. And so fast forward, and leg of my trip, fly back to New York, land, don't have a place to stay, stay couch hopping with homies, found a new job. Um, shout out to the homies for plugging me in at opening ceremony. Wasn't the best job, but it was a job. Um, and yeah, I was like, okay, got a job again. Now I need to get another apartment. And the opportunity came up to where I had the opportunity of a beautiful, like half floor of a brownstone in Bed-Stuy. And I was like, I'm not losing this. So I was like, you know what? I'm selling my camera to make sure I can get this apartment. And for me, I was like, I can buy another camera. I'm not too worried about it. Cool, I'm gonna get this. But in this time frame, so I move in, no camera still the desire to create i'm like all right how do i create now that i sold my camera it's like don't have money for a film camera because i just spent money to move in and get a bed and stuff so how do i create and i was like well i've been wanting to create tangible work again like i wanted to paint so i was like okay i'm gonna paint and i had this grand idea right that i was gonna take exactly what i was doing with the fine art photography in terms of taking the photos and manipulating graphic design and i was just going to be able to paint that fully realistically everything just i was going to be able to paint it crazy right and then reality hit that i was like wow all those fundamental classes that i should have taken an illustration to understand anatomy and the body and how to draw arms and this that's where this stuff comes in handy but you know young me didn't realize that and i fucked it off so i don't have those skills so i was like all right, well, I still want to paint, but this isn't what I'm going to be painting. So what do I do? So I explored abstract um, art. I didn't really think. I just like, I just want to create. This feels good. I'm going to do it. No set method, no set technique, nothing. And I was just like, I fell in love with it, like obsessed with it, like to the point where I had made like 60 pieces within three months obsessed with it. Like I was working nonstop in this 
brownstone bedroom studio that I had created. And yeah, it just felt so good. I was like, this is my calling. This is what I need to do with my life. So painting, just figuring out, not really thinking too much about it. It was the one thing that really let me create without thinking. And it just felt great. Like my mind runs at a million miles per hour because I'm always trying to think of a different, a million different things or I'm in a rabbit hole or I'm trying to think of this or I think of one situation in 20 billion ways. My mind is crazy. It's a big rabbit hole. But with painting, it was the one thing that let me think. I actually rephrased it. It's the one thing that made me so I don't have to think and it felt great. So I fell in love with it and I've been pursuing that. And luckily people were really taken to it and liking my work. People bought work, which I'm so thankful for because now I have collectors, which is really cool to think about. Like I have physical things that I've created with my hands and painted and put my emotion and thought into it. And they're hanging at people's homes. Like that's amazing. That's incredible. I think I get more excited than the person that's putting in their home that loved the painting. I'm just like, yo, my painting is in someone's house. This is amazing. Um, so yeah, I fell in love with it. And luckily I had studio visits and a amazing woman, Stephanie Baptist of Medium Tings, Brooklyn. Did a studio visit and she loved my work. And she's like, hey, like I would love for you to be in one of my shows. Like, are you open to? I was like, hell yeah. Like, let's do this. Once ago, once again, I rushed into things, not thinking about all the properties of it, not thinking about the situation within. Uh, me and my girlfriend were expecting a baby. Um, so I definitely spent money that I didn't necessarily need to be spending at the time, but I was like, this is great for my career. Like I've only been painting for seven months. Like I can't pass up on this. Like it's good for my CV. It's gonna look solid. Like I'm gonna learn from it. Like I have the opportunity to sell work. Like I'm gonna make it back. Sold one piece, which I'm grateful for. But I was also like, fuck, I just spent all that money on these frames and this, and I probably shouldn't have. But once again, that's part of the process. <laughs> so I just, I just took it as it is. I was like, all right, can't change the past. Like it is what it is. Like I'm going to hold on to these and they'll sell when they sell. Um, and then I didn't paint for a while because we had our son and family was the most important thing. So I was like, create a break. And now we're in this beautiful studio which I'm so thankful for. Four years of manifesting, I wanted a studio and I finally got a studio. I made it. I'm already out outgrowing it, I need a bigger studio, but that will come in time. I gotta make do with what I have and be thankful for it. So yeah, that's my creative journey in a nutshell. Um, with all this saying, what some people always ask me like, what do I think about when I paint? Or what do I think about? Or how do I not burn myself out? Or what do I do along with creative journey? And I've, I've, you, I've, you heard now, like I've gone through a number of transitions from graphic design to illustration, to fine art photography, to now painting. So for me, I'm, I'm always, I'm the type that I'm interested in so much. And that has been a gift and a curse because when I'm interested in something, I get obsessed with it. I want to learn everything about it. I want to know everything about it. And sometimes that veers me in the wrong path. But now, as I've sat with it and learned, I know how to balance it. And my advice is just, you know, be curious, remain curious, always chase those things, right? Be curious and try new things. Like it's so important, I think, because that's how you get to 
where you need to be and what your calling is. That's how I landed on painting. And now I'm so happy to say like, I'm a painter. Like this is my, my career that I am going to pursue and I'm going to keep on doing it. But with that, don't just like cut everything off. I think that's what struggle, what I struggle with for a, a minute is photography is such a big part of my life and I still love photography, but I was like, oh, I don't want people to confuse me that I'm a photographer and again, like I want them to see me as a painter. But it's like, we can't limit ourselves, right? So it's like create in every single aspect you can. Create in every aspect, don't limit yourself, do it. But you don't have to do it for money. I think that's the main thing you have to remember. You can make things, you can pursue things and it can be just a hobby. So for me now, photography is literally just a hobby. I shoot what I want, I can still shoot with friends, I can book a shoot, I can concept to shoot but i don't have any desire to make money off of it if i have the opportunity to show in a show or someone reaches out to me and wants to do something and an opportunity comes cool that's just a byproduct but that wasn't my intention so it's like now photography is literally just a hobby for me and that is such a great feeling because now when i need a break from painting because i'm worn out and i have no creative block in what i'm trying to do or i'm stuck on four pieces it's like okay I'm gonna go shoot for a week. I'm gonna get a mental reset and create in a different aspect. Because that's the beautiful thing about creativity too. They all tie back together one way or another. And I think that is so beautiful. Um, yeah, so just chase everything you want. Don't be scared, have fun with it, and just create. Create in every single aspect. So that's my advice, create in every single aspect. Not everything has to be monetized. But the thing that you are passionate, most passionate and know that is your calling, like eventually you're gonna monetize it. That's the goal. You want to be able to live doing what you love. Um, at least for me, not everyone's different, you know? Um, but just create in every aspect, you know? Make hobbies out of it. It's okay to have a hobby where you're just having fun with it. That's the joy of it, just getting back to having fun. And I think that's number two for me. Always have fun challenge yourself to always have fun if it's a project you don't necessarily want to do experiment a little bit you know do what you have to do to meet your deadlines of the goal of what you need to do but also have fun with it to where it's like i'm gonna have some fun and challenge myself to do something a little different and weird with this just always have fun experiment don't be boxed into where it's like you you feel like you're doing the same repetition over and over and over to where you get sick of it you know i think that's that's the true struggle of art is you can burn yourself out because sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the success of doing something and wanting to keep on doing that because you know it's succeeding and that's where it gets draining because it's like okay i'm not having fun with this anymore so just continue to have fun with what you're doing always challenge yourself always be curious remain curious have fun with it challenge yourself to continue to grow be the best version of yourself and create to the fullest of your ability and just keep on challenging yourself and number three i would say is just don't listen to outside noise you know your ideas are your ideas not everyone's always going to get those ideas you know we talked about this in a past episode too you have to be your own hype man um have your own ideas and it's like sometimes your friends or your family might be like okay that's that's it's not the right idea and listen to their their perspectives and their opinions because there might be there might be keys in there for you to use for a future project or on this project so listen to it but don't be weighed down by it. it's like okay 
I hear you and I respect it. And thank you for listening, giving me your opinion. But I really believe in this. So I'm gonna keep on going. And eventually those people that are like, yo, we gotta do this are gonna be right there with you. So if you truly fully believe in something, just go after it. Like it's gonna work out one way or another. It might not work out in the way you expect it, but it's gonna work out in the way that it needs to. And there's always gonna be a lesson that you need to make you stronger for that next step or that next project or the next opportunity with the same idea. So it's just gonna better prepare you. So for me, my three simple advices are remain curious and pursue anything you have interest in have fun have hobbies and number three is just do what you believe protect those ideas and do them to your fullest ability be your own hype man and that's really about it for today i don't want to make this too long so i'm going to end it there thank you for tuning in once again i'm your host austin willis this is the what's good podcast you can follow us on youtube what's good podcast with austin willis all podcasting platforms apple music spotify all that you can follow me at studio.austinwillis on instagram thank you guys and i hope you have a good